Hi everybody, and welcome to Agitator. This is our live episode. We're looking at Vitiators. Vitiators by Elatron Frass, illustrated by Charles N. And I'm looking at a guy getting his face ripped off and his butthole impaled by a tentacle. And the dialogue's cracking me up. It says, harder, senpai, harder. As his arms are being torn off. <laughs> this is crazy. Shout out to them. This is the coolest shit. This is good shit. There's got to be a collaboration in the future. Yeah, we got to collaborate for sure. All right, today on the show we're talking about 2022's... 2022, right? This year? Yeah, that's this year. Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It's... Uh, the tie-in to the Cyberpunk 2077 video game, which I showed Kelby a little bit of last night. I've been playing it for the past month because the way that life works now is you, you get to kind of play one video game for like three months. I think that's how it was with Elden Ring. I think I spent three months playing Elden Ring. That was pretty much it. <clears throat> so yeah, we're talking about that and we are doing this episode live from my living room with our, I don't know where my son is. He's watching Blue's Clues. Oh, he's watching Blue's Clues. But Rowan's playing with toys. Okay. Erica's got her feet kicked up. She's got her feet kicked up, chilling. <laughs> and my dog is, uh, I guess, eating, slash staring at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> she was taking a good long look at the wall. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, th I feel like this anime in particular, it was good. You know, we don't really talk trash on the Agitator podcast, but uh, I heard a lot of really good things about it, and uh, I don't know, I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I was really feeling, I was riding the emotional vibration mm -hmm. of it, because it does a lot of, I didn't realize, um, I looked up a bit of what people said about it, and they were talking positively, about the romance subplot, right. the development between Lucy and David, and right. how it just kind of comes out of nowhere. And a lot of people were saying, but I mean, they had a lot to cram into 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. But Erica and I were actually talking about this coming up. I was telling her about the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just kind of how it is, honestly. Like, I don't know, like with a, a love story, I don't know what you would want. Like, a. You know, there, there does it seems like an organic development to me. What do, what do you mean? Because you just know, you just know off rip. Like this is somebody she wants to take to the moon with her. Like show her. Deepest, oh, I see, I see. Yeah, show yeah. her deepest, you know, uh, wants and everything with, and that's the kind of thing you you do just know. Right. Shout out to Rafal Jockey the creator of the show. I'm on IMDB right now. <laughs> Man, pop-ups are crazy, dude. Uh, oh, is this gonna do that weird thing? Oh, maybe. With oh, the... shit. I don't know. I don't know. We're still hope... figuring out our, our technology. I hope that doesn't affect the quality of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Our, <laughs> our NPR uh, highly edited. Well, I don't know uh, anybody else who worked on it. I get, I try not to be self-conscious about this because, you know, it is something that people have pointed out that we don't know what we're talking about, but uh, I do know that the music, 
so the music that's not from the game uh, or uh, otherwise, the original score for this is Akira Yamaoka, who did Silent Hill. So, okay. Yeah, so it's definitely... The thing that I love the most about the series actually was the sound because in the game there are certain tones that play when you get a phone call and there are uh, musical cues that you recognize like when action starts up you know it has a certain theme or whatever so I liked all that but I thought the music was really good and <clears throat> just briefly to explain what this thing is about it follows a kid named David Martinez who's 17 um, he lives in Night City, which is this cyberpunk world. And basically, for anybody who doesn't know what cyberpunk is, because we didn't really talk about this on the Blam episode, it's basically just like, uh, what if the future really sucked, right? <laughs> uh, there hasn't been an apocalypse necessarily, but there has been um, just rampant capitalism. Yeah, to the it's point a hyper-capitalist, yeah. accelerated... Uh, advancement of technology integration of technology where human evolu it's cyberpunk is kind of like the evolutionary invasion of tech yeah yeah and it's you know very often as is the case with this one people get upgrades to their mind their body uh, it's also cyberpunk's an aesthetic you know it when you see it the kind of japanese rain-soaked streets with sometimes flying cars uh it usually mixes <clears throat> this element of, of poverty like blade runner style you know so you'll see like people in shacks who are you know feeding people strange synthetic worms or something like that it's kind of like our time like, basically like the creator of the cyberpunk role-playing game which came out in the early 80s before either of us were born uh, was doing an interview in Wired and he's like we kind of live in cyberpunk now and I know that sounds I don't know hyperbolic but it's kind of true I mean you know in this world in cyberpunk edgerunners world this is less so the case in the game uh, cyberpunk edgerunners is really focused on the the money angle of mm -hmm. things right everything costs money and you've got to be doing some shit to keep up with it yeah is what people relate to i think when they watch this and there's constant 1984 monitoring of your bank account mm -hmm. to where if they see insufficient funds they'll shut off your washing machine mid-cycle yeah. like, that's right that's you, right yeah, you don't yeah. get to do shit if you don't have money in the bank yeah when david's mom who it turns out his mom is is an edge edge runner which is basically a hacker it's their cool term for a hacker um, she's trying to scrape together enough money to put him in a good school and which he of course is just like fucking up because he doesn't really care um, making making A's making straight A's yeah. but, but doing really bad socially doing bad socially with the you know with the hierarchy and of course, there's always that person in the school who's like, you don't belong here. Yeah, my dad is the whatever. Pussy. You don't even <laughs> understand who is who and mm -hmm. why that matters. So she's trying to do all that. But anyway, she ends up dying. She end, there's a drive-by that they get caught in. She ends up, that was, she was the target, right? Uh, do they find out that she was the target? 
Cause I don't she, think so. Didn't she steal? She stole the cyber, the, the skeleton that he ends up wearing. Yeah. So I thought that had something to do. But it no, might, it was. It could. It is one of those things that's actually makes. Just kind of shows you the world is there's a lot going on. Everybody's desperate. Everybody's going psycho because no, you do find out that you know she's stolen tech. She's done some like mm-hmm. seedy shit to pay to like do whatever she can, she can mm-hmm. for her and her son. But uh, no, I think the story maintains like the same okay. all the way to the end. Yeah, yeah. How so that was it was a random drive that they got okay. caught in the crossfire of. So she gets caught in a random drive-by, and to the point of everything costing money. So <laughs> David, it's darkly funny, right? She ends up dying, and the doctor comes out first, and he's like, "Oh, she's stabilized, whatever." Then the doctor comes back out. He's like, "Oh, actually, she died." Uh, but it's a good thing you had the plan that you had, because she wouldn't have even made it that far. I think the implication being like, if their plan was better, she could have she maybe might seen have it all the way through. Yeah. And then like he hands he hands him like an iPad and he's like here's our cremation services and the cremation service comes on and it's basically like uh, would you like to see our discounted plans for you know mm-hmm. for this month we have payment plans you can do what you want and it's <clears throat> it's darkly funny because it seems kind of close to where we are yeah right now. like literally like when people die I mean they do do that it's just a person who's telling you right like hey you can get the you know, super platinum coffin with the spring-loaded seats that will launch them up and wave at everybody <laughs> during the wake or whatever. Or you can get, you know, the box that was, you know, the cardboard box that was in my garage <laughs> for the low, low price of $1,500. Uh, and we can bury them, you know, behind the shell station. And, you know, it'll be, it'll be good. You pay, you pay by the depth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If you want, if you want the full six feet, it's gonna cost you six figures. But um, and then she comes out of a vending machine. Yeah. Whenever he gets her, that's cream, right. She, she pops out of a little like whoop, like a little Mountain Dew just coming out the bottom, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just sort of carrying her like, oh my, like this is. Hey, what's up, dude? What's, what'd you do? Come show me. Come here. You wanna say? You wanna say? Hi everybody. Hi everybody. Say thank you for listening to Agitated. Agitated. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Yeah. It's English, bro. I speak English. I don't want to taste your finger. <laughs> People wonder why parents are sick all the time. It's like. Yeah, when you have kids, you just start getting sick all the time, and when you have them, they're like, "Here, put my finger in your mouth now, <laughs> just see how that tastes." It's good least, for your immune system, though. At least he likes to wash his hands. That is good. Yeah, that is good. He did really good at the zoo. Shout, shout out, shout out, Rowan. You want to tell him how you you held it in at the zoo? What did you yeah. see at the zoo? Yeah. Um. What did you see? You remember what you see? I never seen a monster and a bear. A monster and a bear? Yeah. I don't remember the monster. Which one was the monster? Is it the tiger? No. No? Was it the lion? The monster. Oh, this is a different thing. This is a different thing. What did the monster look like? A monster. This is how horror films start. Oh, the gnome cup. I don't get some more. 
You gotta get some more. Yeah. Thirsty? Oh, okay. Do you want some, you want some Gatorade? No. No? You want some water? No. You want some milk? No. You want some, I don't know what else I have in here. Um. <laughs> Nothing for you. <laughs> Nothing for you, yeah, exactly. No. Michelob Ultra? No. <laughs> no. No, that's the right answer. Do you have anything to say about Cyberpunk? I didn't let you watch Cyberpunk with me. No. 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 Do you have anything to say about Tony Hawk? What do you think about the skateboarding? <laughs> he looked back at the TV. <laughs> Is it on? Oh, yeah. Daddy got the pro score. For Uncle David, I did, I did because Uncle David was calling Uncle David calling was making Daddy fun of gay. <laughs> That's for listeners. I, I was making fun of Kelby for not being good at at uh, Tony Hawk, and then the next time he played, he was like all the skills that he remembered from his youth just like came back, and he was like, <laughs> "I'm not good. I will get the pro score." I don't know what you just did. Rowan's uh, miming eating something off of his off arm. Off the back of his hand, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. What is that? Is that like a ring pop? <laughs> You're pretending to have a ring pop? Okay. Since you don't like candy. You don't like candy? I mean, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it easy for us. He doesn't like sweet stuff. What it's is funny. He, isn't it funny how humans do that too? It's like if a kid doesn't like candy, people be like, "What are you talking about? Eat the candy!" Like, you yeah. don't like candy, and then like you you grow up and you're like, "I don't like beer. It tastes weird." And people are like, "What do you eat? Drink the beer. Drink the beer. Being a pussy. You don't like cig. You don't like the way cigarettes taste. Like, well, just just smoke a pack, and then I remember, dude. Yeah, when I started smoking, it was exactly that. I had a few and I didn't like it, and I went and bought a pack, and I was like, I don't know, fifteen, sixteen, something like that. And I just hated it. But I was like, I'm just gonna work into this thing. A lifelong addiction that you have to work for. That's like the stupidest shit. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, what was it? So Cyberpunk, uh, the show, oh, right, I was going through the plot. So basically his mom dies, this is, uh, you know, in this world. Another funny but, joke about when the about that whole drive-by situation is when he's David's upside down in the car. She's been flung out and she's laying in the street dying, and the med crew shows up, and they come down and they read them or whatever. They scan them and shit, and they're like, "Oh no, these these people don't have insurance," and so they dip. <laughs> David is like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Again, it's that whole thing of like, I, cyberpunk started off, I think, as um, predictive of a future that we now live in, basically, for the most part. There's no flying cars. It doesn't look as cool. Everything looks kind of stupid. Yeah. But uh, that's actually like with my cyber... I'm taking that really seriously, the idea of these fantasy worlds being not just descriptions and satire but actually prescriptive of what could come in the future 
so like mine has animism and magic and you know what I mean like okay so we got the cyberpunk we get it it sucks everything sucks but what if you added into your mythology a place that these things could go that's a digression I guess but um but so basically his mom had some cyber tech it's this cool spinal system that you can put in or something like that yeah and uh david is going to sell it to pay his rent but then the mean kid at school calls him gay and he, he decides like well calls him, like beats him up basically. yeah he beats him up right before the whole incident with his mom and so then that's kind of the final straw. He's like, which, how does your mom afford you going here? Maybe she's a fucking whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically, uh, he, I'm not gay, rages out. There should be a word for that. Like where you, you actually make strides in life because somebody called you gay. <laughs> <laughs> you're, an, you're an agitator. You're, yeah, the, exactly. That's the agitator way. Uh-huh. But so he basically, so he puts the... He goes to this Ripper Doc. Ripper Docs are people who can put the cybernetic implants in you. He goes there and asks the guy to put it in him. And in, so I watch the English dub. You watch the Japanese yeah. dub. So in the English dub, the uh, the Ripper Doc has the most bizarre Jamaican accent. He's <laughs> like, you cannot handle this man. These two, these two powerful. Uh, He's like he's not black. It's like it's really it's a very odd choice. Oh, there's guy. a character in there who is black. It, it's a side character. Um, nah, one of the like the EMTs. Oh, okay. Uh, the one who, like, is taking them to the ambulance, but mm-hmm. then she's like, uh, I've got shit to pay too, like, mm-hmm. and then decides to like hijack, try to rob them. Um, in the Japanese version, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if it was a dude or chick. It definitely didn't sound black. Like it was. <laughs> I had seen something where some people were like, this is a very multicultural type of future where nothing is acknowledged, you know, everybody just coexists and they don't, you know, acknowledge that people are different, they just exist alongside each other. I was thinking like, I didn't even notice that watching the Japanese version because they all just have these... It's all Japanese. It's all Japanese. (laughs) Well, in the English version, Maine is black. He actually mentions that. There is a line... Which I don't know if the translations are different. I guess they had a different script too, because he never brings up being black. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they make it ambiguous enough too, where it's like his skin is just like on the the color wheel. It's just like it's two notches away from white. <laughs> <laughs> but where were we? I, I can't remember now. Um, we were talking about the. Oh, he gets the spine. He he gets the spine put in. So in the world of cyberpunk, in the video game and in the anime, he. Uh, Oh, is she falling asleep? I think it's good. So in the world of cyberpunk, uh, when you get these implants in you, it kind of makes you go crazy if you get too many of them all at once. So people turn into cyber psychos and start... The very first episode has a cyber psycho incident where this guy who's all chromed up is going ape shit and, you know, killing a bunch of cops. It's like, you know... The show really kind of like flopped its meat on the table first episode and was like, yeah. hey, like here's the crazy gore, sex, all this kind of stuff. And then honestly, like, doesn't really have a ton. For the yeah, it kind of tones down. Yeah, it tones it down. The gore 
the gore keeps going crazy. Mm-hmm. The gore keeps going yeah, crazy. Yeah, the gore's still crazy. Uh, but but, uh, but every, everything else is kind of like, you know, whatever. So you'll go crazy if you get too many of these cybernetic implants in you. And the one that David has is such high-powered, industrial, military-grade technology that the Ripper Doc's like, you can't put this in you, bro. You go on, you go on, <laughs> you go on, batty boy. <laughs> I'm an island boy. <laughs> he's singing as he's putting in his little, he's doing the spinal tap. I'm an island boy. I heard the island boys were beefing. Beefing with each other? Yeah, beefing with each other. About who invented island boys. <laughs> it's really sad when the island boys can't even get along. The craziest island boy video I ever saw was like the one where one of them is like admitting that he sold his soul. Is it the one that has dreadlocks? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Wait, don't they both? <laughs> is it the one that has face tattoos? Is it the one that, yeah. Are they twins? Is that the I, deal? They kind of, they look like it. What if they're not even related? That'd be insane. They just met each other and they're like, hey, bro, I got, I don't know why they have Jamaican. They don't have Jamaican. <laughs> they don't really have Jamaican. <laughs> but there was one video where he's on uh, Instagram Live and he's like, yeah, man, like, these guys took us into a room and they were like, look, if you want to be famous, we can make you famous, but you're going to have to sell your soul. He's like, and I did it. He's like, and I just feel empty. I've just felt empty ever since I did that. And I was watching this like, holy fuck. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dark video. That's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like... So the Island Boys are telling <laughs> David Martinez, our hero, that he's uh, not equipped for it. He's like... I don't care, plug me in. He's like, okay, it's your funeral, man. And so he does that, and uh, apparently David has the ability to withstand the the effects of the... Yeah, he has this just natural... He's just like, yeah, it doesn't bother me. He's just built different. He's just built different, which is great. You want that in every movie. You want your hero to just be built different. To be able to do shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to make it interesting. Yeah, exactly. Right? But even he eventually, and this is where the show goes over its ten episodes, he chromes up. He goes from a skinny kid to this big hulking, you know, cybernetic mess. And After Maine goes cyber psycho. After Maine goes cyber psycho. Because he and Maine are kind of like... He's his mentor, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like Maine is this big hulk type dude who's like just eventually just goes nuts. I thought that was the best episode, by the way. The one where, where he goes crazy? Yeah. yeah that was par- they, probably the yeah. best violence in the show, too. It was the best violence and also like, how, they, how they sort of cut to him being in the desert and, like, being in his head. Um, anyway, so that's... Okay, so that's the large... The large plot of it is uh, that David is now cybernetic badass and he is a part of a gang of hackers and whatever he is, the muscle, basically... Uh, that steal technology from big corporations. I feel like that's the summary, right? That's pretty much it. And then he's in love with Lucy. Who's on the crew, who's like... Just... She's a... When she was a kid, she was enlisted to be like a hacker. But when you go into this hacking realm, if you get killed there, you get killed in real life. So all of her friends died and she escaped. So... She's damaged goods. She really wants to go to the moon. Her whole thing is like, uh, look at the moon. It's so beautiful. I want to go. And David's like, I'll take you. 
I'll take you to the moon. I'll take you to the moon, baby. What, is he, what does he sound like in English? Not good, I told you. Like with you, That's why you gotta get this voice acting thing off the ground and like become the legend voice actor. Because I think David Martinez should have been voiced by Kelby Losack, not whoever did it. I because agree. he's just... <laughs> he says, yeah, that sounds right to me. Because, yeah, he's just like... Um, what would he say? Like, I'll take you to the moon. Don't worry. I got you. Like, it's uh, this, like, Bro, wispy, it's the English... It's, wispy it's that, yeah, it's always that same mid-range, wispy uh, tone in these English dubs with the main... It's always the main character. Mm-hmm. They want to sound kind of... Indistinct. Sh- yeah. Yeah. Indistinct, but slightly childish. Yeah. And he's like... Okay, he's like 17 when the show starts, mm-hmm. but... He turns into a badass. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's why I can't, I can't. Yeah, exactly. So he's all like hulked up and shit. And he's like, "All right, here's the plan, guys. We're gonna like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Are you, what is this guy doing? Like, I want to hear him be like." Like he sounded really good in Japanese. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure it was better in Japanese. I just assumed that you were gonna watch it in Japanese, so I thought I'd watch the English. Have a little bit of. Have a little bit of perspective. A little you know? bit of tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. The Faraday, the bad guy, who I want to talk about more because uh, he's got this great design where he's got three eyes on his right side. One side, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I like about cyberpunk. Like, the creator of the tabletop game, he was like... <laughs> and this this made everything click into place for me, bro. He said, like, cyberpunk is kind of like... He's like, I started making this game because it's sci-fi that dumb people can make. <laughs> he's like, because you don't... Nothing has to really make sense. No, yeah. You know what I mean? It just has to look cool. Uh-huh. Like nothing has to be functional. It's not. And I was psyching myself out reading like Rudy Rucker, who's a mathematician. Who, of course, I mentioned that to to Chris, my co-host on Lost Explorers. He's like, "Oh, I know Rudy, yeah." And he's like, "Tell me all these stories about <laughs> hanging out with Rudy Rucker." Um, but am I being picked up? Okay, by the way. Yeah. I'm leaning back. I'm just making sure. No, nah, everything's staying within the. Everything's good. That was like negative seven. So yeah, we're being picked up good. Picked up good. Okay. Um, but he literally said that it's just it's for, it's for dumb people and so I was like yes that's exactly why so Faraday has these three eyes why? I don't fucking know like because <laughs> it looks cool everybody's eyes in this kind of seem to function on a, a, a lot of they have they're multifunctional yeah their eyes have yeah. these HUDs they talk to each other through mm-hmm. Like through their heads, but also through their eyes. There's this like telekinetic uh, or telepathic calling and texting that goes on every time somebody calls. They're like in your head automatically, and then they're like being transcribed in front of your face. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, there's no reason functionality for three for no. three, but it looks really cool. It looks cool, and he's voiced by Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad. Nice. So, so, I mean, that was the most recognizable voice to me in the English version. I was like, oh. Who has read my book, The Way We Came In? He has? Yeah. What? It's just a random story of, yeah, somebody who had... Tell the story. Somebody who was in possession of that book was, like, chilling in a hotel with him Mm -hmm. at the time that he was reading my book. What? Yeah. So this person gave him the book? 
I don't think he gave him the book. He had the book. But yeah. He had the way we came in. Uh-huh. That's crazy. <laughs> you never know who, like, which no, hands. No, it's true, these man. It's true. It's true. And that's why, that's why you just have to keep doing stuff, right? Because, again, it's the quality of what, like, my uh, my buddy Jay, who's gonna come on the show in December, I think. Um, he wrote a post. He he does the podcast three hundred one, where it's uh, mm-hmm. it's Jay Springett. It's called three hundred one, and every podcast is five minutes long. And he recently did an episode about how to quit Twitter, right? Because everybody's talking about quitting Twitter now because Elon Musk is in charge and blah, blah, blah. It's all okay. It's all fake. Um, But anyway, the post is really good. It's got a lot of wisdom in it. And uh, one of the things that he says is that, uh, you know, Twitter is a game that made us all think that we needed more and more followers instead of focusing on the quality. Mm-hmm. He's like, you can have seven, you can have seven followers, right? Yeah. But if those seven followers are, you know, powerful, influential people who can get you jobs, then that's what matters. Yeah. But it all became been. this game, right? Like, oh, I gotta have ten thousand, I gotta have twenty thousand. It's like, no, you need to have like fifty really good ones. And you can see what happens when people have built up a. It's just a game. It's like if you're good at that game, then that's kind of the reward that you get is what you're looking for which is just a number right it's just an arbitrary number yeah um my followers have been dropping like flies lately and i just see it as pruning Mm -hmm. like good cut the wheat from the chaff like i grew for a while and then i started dropping i dropped last night because i went on a rant about how the entire left is fake so i lost like 15 followers just immediately like people were just like (laughs) which I, i take nothing back it's all true but it is pruning, right? Like, you, I don't want somebody who's going to read that opinion of mine and then unfollow me to follow me in the first place. Yeah. Like, there's no there's no reason for you to be here. There's nothing really ever transactional or collaborative that's going to come out of that. No, so. No. And that's what you want to do. Because like, there are people who have no social media who are functioning very well in the world right now. Shout out Erica. Shout out Erica, for sure. Uh, hold on one second. Oh, Rios is just sending me pictures. I thought it was important. <laughs> you have to check the text from the wife, right? Because it could be like he just diarrhea everywhere. Like, I, I, I need, I need or, or it's like here's all the cute pictures I took today. Yeah, it could. Either way, anytime you see that, your your heart goes like skips a beat a little bit. You're like, what is it? What is it? Is somebody in danger, or <laughs> are we good? But yeah, no. I mean, it's really all about the. It's just, dude, it's so simple. You just go back to being a normal human being and making friends and not really caring, you know? I could have 100 followers on Twitter, and if those are 100 good people, then who gives a shit? Especially if there are 100 paying agitator subscribers. Yeah, if there were 100 paying agitator subscribers, I would definitely follow back. Do you guys need help oh. fixing that? Yeah. You want something else? Oh, Got the British baking show going on in the background. The Great British Bake Off. They uh, had a brief moment, speaking of Twitter, they had a brief moment because they tried to do uh, like a Mexican theme day. <laughs> Real where they were making tacos. Tacos. Yeah. <laughs> 
pretty funny. I think it's cute when they try to do that. It's kind of like what this show is. Like a Japanese person listening to the show and being like, this is cute. Like, these guys have no fucking idea about what they're talking about. Oh, shouts out. Some of them have been reaching out with suggestions and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's always appreciated when people lit- like from Japan listen to the show and they're like... They get what we're doing. <laughs> they're just like they're trying. They're trying. <laughs> but I think I think people want that too. I think people are like kind of tired of uh, nerds and weebs, like people who are way too into shit. Like we're just enough into Japanese shit. Mm-hmm. And part of our charm is that we refuse to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's not really that interesting. Not, I think I'm it's cool. I'm gonna try to learn Japanese. Just so that I can uh, watch Miike movies that haven't been translated and taken over here. But I want to translate all my books into Japanese. I think that would be sick. I, I, think like that, I think that's our path to literary success, honestly. I feel like we need to be Japanese. Like, mm-hmm. our, our shit needs to be in Japanese. We need to be Japanese. Okay, so turn in Japanese. <laughs> um, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, the voice acting and shit. But yeah, no, all the way back, circling all the way back to an earlier point you made about, uh, and I saw you talking to, was it Mikey? The the guy, the targeted individual on about, uh, Twitter? Uh, I think, yeah, we were talking about yeah. it. The Detective Wolfman jumped in on. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you guys, I saw your exchange, and he said something about uh, how the love story really worked for him and how, you know, you can basically have this this female who tells the male her dreams and you're like okay I'm in and I think that's really true I think that uh, in this is something that doesn't translate into books right mm-hmm. because I do think that it is a I think it's a, a mood thing so I, th- I think you need visuals I think you need music I think you need uh, like to kind of be in this emotional headspace and then she can say like you know I want to go to the moon and you're because of the music and the visuals you're like okay I'm in well and that's how those moments happen with people Mm -hmm. like you're just in a moment Mm -hmm. that makes you feel and there might be music or whatever is going on just makes you like okay I'm gonna open up to this person right and it's just because it felt right yeah and in books you just have to say that yeah you just have to be like it was a moment it felt right yeah <laughs> and the funny thing is is that you know it is I'm, I'm being silly but I'm also being for real like it works like when you're reading it you're like oh okay they had a moment they're they're into each other now I get it but you can't try to like recreate that in a book you can't be like oh you know oh by the way shouts out Low Roar Low Roar passed away so what yeah yeah, I just saw it on uh, Kojima's uh, Twitter. He, he eulogized him. Yeah, Ko- the guy behind Low Roar passed away today. Low Roar puts Row in the bed every single night. Yeah. Damn. So, moment of silence for Low Roar. Then my dog just fucked Not up. from Kalu. <laughs> she, she said, I don't think so. Like, I don't know what Low Roar is, but uh, I'm still a little hungry, so. You want me to give a Low Roar for some food? Yeah, she's good. She ate enough. She's just. She, I think she forgets, dude. I think that she gets full and then forgets that she's full. She's like, can I have some more? It's like, no. <laughs> you said two cups of food. You're good. Um, 
memory is something that plays a lot into cyberpunk the show mm-hmm. where whenever you're going cyber psycho everything you kind of see what what is driving these characters comes all spinning back full circle like in the rawest form because you go back to where main right. was before he started you know uh juicing up upgrading upgrading yeah. and then david you go all back through his mom and stuff mm-hmm. and uh everybody he sees is mom mom um yeah that's all i had to say about that memory does play a part in it i think that uh in the game that's like who you are is a huge so in the game the plot of the game is that you're a guy you're an outsider uh, a nomad you get to pick what kind of character you want to play. There's three choices. I can't remember what the other two are, but I pick Nomad. So I'm just, well, Come yeah, on. Let's, let's be a Nomad. So you're a desert person, a sand person, if you will, who lives in the desert of uh, Northern California, and you've been exiled from your tribe for some reason that might be explained. I haven't gotten to it yet, if it was. But you go to Night City. It's your first time ever being there. And you immediately link up with this dude... Uh, and start doing dirt and there's a great cutscene of you like from a first person perspective of you guys just like doing raids on strip clubs and fucking capping people and stealing shit you guys st- you like you steal an iguana together that's a job that you have to do nice. you have to steal a live iguana um so he just he, he goes to the city he falls in immediately because he's got that killer instinct he's a he's a nomad bro like I mean he's a different type of person and uh, you start upgrading, upgrading, and eventually you get a job to uh, steal some intel from Arasaka Corporation, right? So you're doing, uh, you do all this kind of cool espionage where you are watching these, uh, they're called brain dances. Whenever they say BDs in the okay, show, yeah. it's, a, it's a brain dance, right? And basically, a brain dance is a recorded memory from somebody. But you can go into their memory and you can hit pause it and like go around the room and like listen in on different. It's basically, it's all the stuff that that we our brains pick up, but that we don't really realize. And so what a brain dance is is your ability to go into that memory. And so if you and I are talking right and Rowan's saying something over there, if this was a brain dance, I could pause, go over there and listen and in, see what he was. See what he was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's all there, but we're not noticing it. But um. So you're doing all this kind of brain dance stuff to like find out how to break into this this place. It's the first time that you see Adam Smasher, because uh, Adam Smasher is the bodyguard for Arasaka, basically. He's like Waka Flocka. He has a Waka Flocka origin story. <laughs> what does that mean? Waka Flocka was a bodyguard. Was he really? Yeah. He's tall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the first time you see him. You're in a brain dance from a hooker who's going into Arasaka's place. And Adam Smasher like walks past her, and he goes like, "You look like a nice piece of fuck meat." <laughs> I was like, "Hell yeah, let's go!" <laughs> but so you you go to steal this shit, and everything goes tits up. Obviously, like as soon as you steal it, you and your guy have to hide because uh, uh, Arasaka's dad, uh, Senor Arasaka, Arasaka-san, the big man comes in to talk about how his son is dealing and things that he doesn't want him dealing in. Long story short, he ends up killing his dad. You're witness to it. But guess who gets pinned on? 
uh, the guys who broke in, right? Mm-hmm. So you break out, your boy dies, uh, but before he dies, the chip that you stole, this like very specific intel, he's like, put this in your head because it has to be uh, in a temperate climate or it'll go bad. So you pop it in, and what is it? But it's like the first, Arasaka's figured out how to take a person's entire soul and put it onto a chip. So when you put that in, all of a sudden Keanu Reeves comes out. (laughs) (laughs) So now you've got Keanu Reeves in your head. He's like, damn, I've been dead for it. Because Keanu Reeves is a rock star. He's the lead singer of this band called Samurai, who 20 years ago tried to 9-11 Arasaka Corp and failed. He died. But he's on that chip. So the thing is, is that your consciousness is slowly seeping out of your... You're becoming Keanu as it as the thing goes on. You're trying to find a way to get this chip out of your head. But then Keanu starts to like you. And he's like, look, man, like we can coexist together. Like, let's go blow up our Asaka together. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, right? Like, it's, a, it's cool. That's honestly a better... Uh, like path to take with the cyber psycho thing Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. having this upgrade that literally is another person who talks to you it's like another spirit that possesses you he gives you like info right so he's like you gotta go here and talk to this person and here's exactly what you say like I know her I've known her well I guess his whole life right but you say this exact thing and you'll get this and uh of course the game is awesome because it's like GTA so when you get out of the main, the opening plot, bro, I almost, I seriously almost gave up on the game and I texted or I DM'd a fella and I was like, bro, does this get better? And he's like, yeah, the game suffers from long intro-itis, five hours. You're, you're in this opening story of you and your homie doing dirt together until the moment that you're finally free in the world to wow. go and take Uh-oh. jobs. That's even more intense than the Red Dead opening, which yeah. I think is like an hour or two. I mean, it's, you know, it's hours. cool. It's got action, right? It's not like, it's not, you're not watching a five hour cutscene, but it is at this point where I'm like, what are we, what are we doing here? And he's like, dude, you're literally, you are right there. You're right there. Which is funny because like the reason why I bought the Cyberpunk game is because the first five hours are free. Like, you can download it, you get five hours, there's a little counter that's ticking down uh-huh. while you're playing, and I was like, that's literally the amount of time to get into the game. So, I think they manufactured that really well, to like, be like, you know, if you get past the five hours, you still don't want to do it, you're good, but I, I bought it instantly, because I was like, okay, now I'm in the world, I'm getting calls from different people to do different jobs and shit, I'm upgrading, so I was in, but... Um, so that's the, the, the well, where was I going with that? Why did I start bringing up the game? I can't remember now. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Other, <laughs> other thoughts about it. Either one. People listening to it are like, you're talking about the thing. This, this thing. I'm, I'm just oh, like, we're going to get a lot of nerves for this one. Mm-hmm. This is going to be maybe the biggest one yet. And it's great because we're doing it live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you also have to listen to us being at the zoo and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of good zoo... Uh, recordings I think it'll go good together and we don't have a, a whole lot of time to splice all that together so it's just gonna get it's stuck. just gonna go together it's gonna get done um but uh, so there was so the game plot I guess I was just explaining the game plot to you 
the game sounds like badass because uh, that was another thing that was being talked about in that conversation too mm. that you saw the between Detective yeah. Wolfman and targeted individual we were talking about um, or they were bringing up because I hadn't played the game they were bringing up how uh, I don't want to speak that term somebody at least brought up they wished that that like the anime targeted was the game yeah, yeah. And, and you mm-hmm. you jumped in saying that like you know they're complimentary mm-hmm. to each other um I, I think that like the game sounds dope as hell. Yeah, <laughs> like that story game, is like, wait, what? Yeah, the game like, is really cool. Yeah, and the game is cool because again, you get to go out into the world and you get to you know experience it all. Like you can do fast travel between places on the map if you want to. You can find little hubs and pick on the map where you want to go. I think a lot of games have Death Stranding has it right, mm. so that you don't have to walk the whole way. But bro, I just drive most places. Because it's cool to look at. You yeah. have all these brutalist architectural structures, neon lighting when it's nighttime and it's raining, and you're driving a motorcycle through like Japantown, or they have the craziest <laughs> names for like where like there's where is it? There's like Japantown, and then there's like Kabuki, and just words. Yeah. <laughs> just, again, <laughs> again, it's sci-fi for retards, right? So mm. it's like. Okay, here's the uh, what uh, sushi town. <laughs> I'm like, but I'm in, bro. Like I said, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Go meet Mr. Yoshi and get <laughs> go meet Mr. Yoshi and and bring him back his his golden Buddha that was snatched by the cyber psychos. I'm like, we put it all on this brain chip for you yeah, to transfer. Save less, bro. Let's go. <laughs> I'm in. But I really like the atmosphere of the game and, and driving around. And I think that, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just like more lenient with the writing when it comes to video games because I don't expect that much. But it's, I mean, it's obviously, it's not cinematic, it's not filmic or novelistic quality of, of writing when it, like the dialogue or whatever. I don't care. Yeah, no. This is about the visuals, right? Like That's kind of a cheat with this kind of cool stuff is which... A lot of my, a lot of the things I'm working on writing wise, mm-hmm. uh, the pro, like the hack where the sort of art hoe in me mm-hmm. is like, this has to be gold. Don't fucking, mm-hmm. you're not an entertainer, bro. You're an artist. Like, mm-hmm. the hack is there's so much cool shit that mm-hmm. just using cool words to describe stuff, the cool shit that's happening, that's all you have to do. That's it. There doesn't have to be really good dialogue. There doesn't have to, like, you know... The guy, it doesn't have to be clever. You I want, just... I want to stop calling him the guy. I want to give him his flowers. Uh, creator of Cyberpunk. What's his name? He's an elderly gentleman. Mike Pondsmith. Mike Pondsmith. Um, this interview that I was reading with him... He was talking about the game. This was an, a Wired interview when the game was first coming out in 2020. Notoriously rushed to completion yeah. and full of glitches, which is why a lot of people hate it. The glitches are mostly gone, and the ones that still exist are hilarious. I posted a video of like, <laughs> the spinning the, the car doing barrel rolls. <laughs> um, like, I don't fuck it. Who cares? I was like, that's just world building. Exactly. Just <laughs> but Mike Pondsmith was talking about how when he was creating this tabletop cyberpunk game in I think 1982 he had just seen Blade Runner 
and he thought it looked cool, so he wanted to create his own thing. This is a, like around the same time that like Neuro. What year was Neuromancer? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this in real time. This is not an NPR podcast. <laughs> I think we've established that. So Neuromancer would have act. Wow, it would have actually been two years after the game. So he's. I think he just had Blade Runner, right? Um, and some other, I guess, cyberpunk things. Don't. Who cares? Um, but he was talking about watching the game and how it's cool to see, you know, the Arasaka logo rendered in such high graphical quality on this big building that you can drive past. He's like, I was just. He's like, I took 20 minutes to sketch out logos for these big corporations. <laughs> and Arasaka was like, he was just going. He's like, that was just another part of the gaming experience, right? He needed a corporation. He needed its logo. So he was just going through, like, okay, Arasaka is these three dots. They connect with these lines or whatever. And now it's a thing. And I took a lot of inspiration from that, actually. Of just being like, yeah, you don't... Why are you overthinking this shit? Like, it just has to be something that decorates the world. Yeah, you're decorating the world. Who cares? I think the cheat, like... Because a lot of people would hear that and just make up the dumbest shit. But the cheat is like a... To be cool. To be cool. <laughs> yeah, when it's coming from... I don't know. When it's coming from genuine interest and you have natural talent, uh, which is a trigger word for a lot of people, um, that's a, that's a first, I, first idea could be best idea. And then you just... Just keep rolling. Talent's not real. You see that? You... I yeah. I I, inter- I I don't remember where it came from, but I, I did interject it. on it. Oh yeah, some some guy. Oh, it was uh. Oh, somebody somebody talking shit to to Manuel. To Manny, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, uh, oh yeah, well, uh, talent's not real, so it doesn't. And then Manny goes like, if I agreed with you, I would be coping even harder than you are right now. <laughs> and I saw that, and I was just like, this is what people. This is a big problem right now, uh, that people have psyop themselves into believing that talent's not real. It's all part of this like, I don't want to work for anything. I don't mm-hmm. want to put in the time. Um, which might seem counterintuitive, right? Because a talented person allegedly wouldn't have to, to put in the time. But these people think that everything is based off of your privilege and where you start in life, right? So talent's not real. Uh, hard work isn't real. It's all about like who your parents were, how much money they made. And that's bullshit, right? Like That's true insofar that uh, it exists, but what a limiting way to look at things and it's then it also, makes you say bullshit like talent doesn't exist which like what's what's Kobe Bryant then right yeah did Kobe Bryant just did he literally work harder than everybody <laughs> to become that good mm. he, he he practiced dribbling the ball more than he has dribbled like you hear these stories, three right? million like balls Michael a day Jackson since. Tiger Woods right like all these guys whose dads were crazy and made them do that thing since they were really young uh-huh. But they could have just been fucking burnout. Like, they they could have just not been good at that thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that it was all nurture and all, like, this crazy uh, kind of, like, work ethic. I just think it's weird. I think nobody's... Nobody's real, man. Nobody's real. No, Nobody really knows what they're saying at all. But it, all roads lead back to, uh, I'm a loser, and here are the reasons why. 
right? <laughs> I'm a loser because talent doesn't exist. I'm a loser because hard work doesn't exist. I'm a loser because I was born into this bloodline, which means I have to go do my surf duties and be mad at everybody else who was born rich. And it's like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I want to complain about that. Because talent kind of contributes to the capitalist system. Yeah. It makes you money. Yeah, which is like why I'm kind of turned into a a pro-hypercapitalist. Yeah, hypercapitalism. Let's go. Like, let's go. Let's just amp this shit up. What else are we going to do? Twitter's existed since 2008, and it's been largely controlled by the left since 2016, at least. Still got the same world. So, I hate to say it, but it kind of feels like they didn't really do anything. Kind of seems like that's a worldview that like normal people wouldn't get behind. <laughs> I was thinking about capitalism, watching Cyberpunk too, because obviously it's all about money. Like it has, it leans heavily on the like class divide extremities. Right. Uh, but I was also like the people at the top. I don't want to be those people. No. You don't. You don't want to be having your washing machine shut off. No. But you also. It's this hard. It's this difficult. Like yearning for something better for yourself but not necessarily different like you're not trying to change the structure of shit you're just trying to play the game differently than the people who currently are winning that's why the heroes of cyberpunk are hackers right that's why the hero that's why david is sneaking in through his air vent to go into his apartment that he hasn't (laughs) paid the rent on so he can't open the door the answer to the cyberpunk dystopia is not to go well I guess you could blow people up if you wanted to shout out that guy who hit (laughs) Nancy Pelosi's husband in the head (laughs) with a hammer I guess you could do that if you wanted to I mean we've human beings have been doing revolutions like that since we've been humans but the answer is not to sit on your ass and fucking complain and say like oh I wish that there was socialism which is where I don't do anything and I get just as much as people who actually do things. That doesn't make any sense. No. That shit would piss me the fuck off. The answer is also not to uh, be this kind of like uh, slave to a capitalist. You learn how to scam it. Scamming. Yeah. Scam it. Yeah. Scamming is the answer. Like, okay, I have to pay for my washing machine. I'm going to hack the washing machine to make it think that it's being paid. It's like every capitalism isn't understood. I don't want it to go away. Because I've lived in, I understand the structure, and I want to beat it. I want to, I want to go as far as right. I can in this structure. I have never been attracted to the Jaden Smith, you know. Uh, yeah, it's a puppy. What's she doing? She's probably looking for food. Oh, isn't she nice? <laughs> the. Uh, no, the people at the top, they, they, you know, they're by and large soulless, idealists, born into privilege. It's not something that you want to become. So that is the answer. You want the system to stay how it is mm-hmm. and just scam it. Just keep scamming. Pirate. <laughs> the pirating argument popped back up because people were doing this thing. I thought it was really funny because Elon Musk took over Twitter. And so they're like, oh, let's see how far the free speech goes. Like, here are links to all this different pirate shit. And I was like, 
Yes. <laughs> yes. You're tr- you're trying to make a dumb bullshit point, like political point or whatever. But yeah, put the pirate sites out there. If I knew how to hack into my PlayStation and play every game for free, <laughs> you don't think I would do that? Yeah. Of course I would. Of course I would. I already do. Like a lot of the movies on this show are either not available in the U.S. or if there are. If they are, I don't feel like I don't want to pay five dollars to watch it. So I'm going to the Pirate Bay. If you want to pay five dollars to watch the Mole Song, you can sign up for <laughs> at Patreon.com/slash/Agitator. But that's the scam mindset. It's like if other people want to pay me. I might just keep it on there. I for said for the month, but you know we might just. Why not? We're starting our own streaming service. Nobody's noticed yet. Who's going to notice? Who's going to notice? They don't read English. <laughs> they don't speak our language. We stole it from another country. So. That's like in uh, China, like how crazy, IP, like they have no respect for IP at all. So in China, they just do whatever they want. Like they have fake Apple stores and fake, oh, yeah, fake yeah. Disney shit. Or all the wonderful merchandise of like sonic the hedgehog on a backpack that says weed cool bro yeah (laughs) yeah exactly they don't care yeah they don't care i don't care that's i mean if people i think got that into their heads right like more socialist minded people it's not that you take everything and put it in the hands of a government that makes everything fair you make life fair for yourself you say like oh I have this much, you know, there are certain things I know that are harder, like you have to pay rent, that sucks, you have to pay electricity, that sucks, internet, whatever, but in little ways, you, you are the equalizer, you're the person who can actually exist on your income and move through like a perfect example of scam lie on your resume Mm -hmm. lie on your like why wouldn't you if they ask you about it like okay you get an interview right 45 minutes what are they going to ask you like oh what did you do with this company fucking research things that you might have done give them phone numbers to your friends who can pretend to be the bosses that you worked for there like Mm-hmm. Fucking lie! Why are you? Why are people out here t- like telling the truth? Amp up the things you already have some kind of establishment with, and just turn them into companies. Right. If you've done things for your friend, but your friend has a company, you know, say a small press, yeah, or something. Well, you've been working X amount of years mm-hmm. at Expat or whatever, doing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly. I uh, I have this novel series that I'm working on, um, and it's like like a straight up just you want like some milk? yeah. You want some milk? I get you milk. Uncle David's got you. Do you what cup do you want to use for your milk? Okay. You know, I'll get you a new cup. Okay, <laughs> Hey, what do you? What's your favorite anime? The dinosaur. The dinosaur? I don't remember the show. I've showed you Dragon Ball. The dinosaur. Oh, yeah, you went to go see Dragon Ball in the movie theater, didn't you? Yeah. Remember Piccolo? You remember Orange Piccolo? Yeah. No. No? Yeah. 
You hung up on a dinosaur, huh? I think you're making that up. I think you know who Piccolo is. Is there a dinosaur anime? There better be a dinosaur anime. Oh, wow. There's not. I can write one in like 15 minutes. They come up with a a dinosaur anime. Might be too much. You don't have to drink it all, but. What do you say? Not the milk. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's milk. See? You came from the milk. Oh, do you want your cup? You want your cup? Yeah. Okay, that's in the car. I'll go get you. I'll go get your cup. Okay, I'll go get it for you. Take, take my. You wanna try it? You sure? I'm gonna go get your cup, buddy. Your dad's gonna get your cup. I'm gonna go get your cup. Take my spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to carry me? <laughs> <laughs> Kelby has gone to the car to get his son his uh, cup. the Paw Patrol cup. He is. I don't even think it's Paw Patrol. Like, because oh, of what it is. Oh, it's the, uh, okay. the type of oh, cup. Put milk in it. No problem. Look. You want milk in this cup? No, I want a milk too. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure what. I want a milk too. The milk too? Like the milk, the sequel to milk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that sounds right.
you need, Kalua? What you doing? Can you go outside? Here. Hey! Hey! You gotta go outside. Come on. Yeah, this hey. is the right one. Come on, go outside. You're letting okay. the bugs in. I finally got it. Okay. Alright. That looks like the same thing as the looks other guy. It's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it has it has the, the guy he likes. The construction dude. There's something about Paw Patrol that just infects. Infects toddlers' brains. Yeah, I've heard this. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I said, tell Uncle David thank you. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I mean, that's my takeaway. I feel like the, the basic bitch takeaway from cyberpunk is like, oh, capitalism, evil. And I'm more of the mind now of like, like everything is evil. Like no matter what system you have in place, human beings are going to make it bad. And so it's just kind of like, what bad thing do you have to, to operate? And you want, you want the bad thing that you operate within to be something that gives you a little bit of leeway mm -hmm. to succeed in it. And socialism, I don't know why I'm on such a kick about this. Basically last night, I saw a tweet from somebody uh, about how they were on a plane in the first class. They were in first class, and uh, I guess a woman with a child wanted, like, needed an extra seat, and she was like, "No, I'm fine with being the villain. I don't care about this. That's my first class seat." And then you click to the replies, and everybody's talking about how they agree with her, and they're like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah! Like, I wouldn't give up my seat either." And you click through to those profiles and it's all like BLM, fucking trans, like all left type things. And I was like, oh, you guys are all, you're all liars. Mm -hmm. Like you don't actually believe. Like, cause how much more simple could you get than like, 
if somebody in need needs your seat more than you, obviously you give Just it up. Give them your seat. Right. Which, by the way, if it was a woman with a child, I, I would. Anybody else, no. That's that's my seat because I'm a capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I paid for that, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit in first class. Even though like, like an old man, like well, you're a man, so you're good. You'll be fine. You're fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. Suck it up. You had this much time. You can't afford a seat. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Pull yourself up by your depends and fucking like get it done. But I saw that and I was like, oh, so this is all a lie. Like nobody really, nobody really believes this kind of shit. And the people who do are scarier than the people who don't. The people who don't are fake, and the people who do are like United Red Army, like punch yourself in the face until you're ugly type shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> humans are gonna make it bad. You see what I'm saying? Like, like everything's going to be bad. You could get the cyberpunk future, or you could get the fucking. I don't want to say 1984, but like that kind of totalitarian, like boot stomping on a human face to make sure that nobody can say retard, right? I want the cyberpunk future. For sure. It's more colorful, too. It's colorful, yeah. It's fun. It's yeah. multicultural. Yeah, it's multicultural. <laughs> so, what are your overall, what's your overall thoughts on the I think uh, I think it's great. I think that the '90s sort of throwback aesthetic to it, even though it's suit, it's like they couldn't have made this in the '90s because of how fluid the animation. Is. There's obviously digital touches to make it like flow so swiftly and have so many things going on so fluidly at once on screen. But the uh, the two dimensional. Uh, how would you even describe it? Just the way that the way they used to draw characters, mm-hmm. like in the '90s, it has a '90s look to it, right. uh, with just extreme colors. You notice there's like no. Uh, it almost has that fully coolie look, where there's not a lot mm. of shadows. Mm-hmm. It's just like color, color, color. Oh yeah, Lewis. Sorry. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> What do you, what do you think about Cyberpunk? Well, <laughs> while Kalu is getting dragged out of the bathroom, you don't watch it, so you don't have any comments. Hey, you happy with your milk? <laughs> yeah, she likes to, uh, she likes to lay on that uh, bath mat. It's like her comfy spot. It's either the bath mat or dirty laundry. Fix it! <laughs> fix it! What'd you fix? What was broken? I don't even think you fixed it. <laughs> I think you're lying, bro. I love that her wives, you give them a, a microphone, like, you, you want to say anything on the part? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> most, most sane, sensible people have that reaction when you put a microphone in their face. Like, you have to be a little deranged to be like, I'm going to record the things that I said <laughs> and show them to hundreds and hundreds of people. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a little bit psycho. What's wrong, bro? I thought you fixed it. Come here. Do I need to hack it? Yeah. Daddy's gonna do some hacking. I need to do some hacking. Which one? That one? Okay. Look. Watch. Watch what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Look.
I'm hacking into it right now. Enhance. 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 Hold on. Don't rush me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is funny, right? Like, you know, your kids just... My son routinely comes to me with the PlayStation controller so he can watch Tony Hawk. And Roman's got his pad mm-hmm. <laughs> to watch that. Like, we're... It is, like, that kind of future, minus the uh, the huge neon cities, which would look cool. I, I want the huge neon... I want color everywhere. Yo, like everybody's like, for real. Like we're, we're already on this trajectory anyway. But can we just kind of admit that like a cyber, like the cyberpunk feature is kind of cool? Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, like, like, if you, if, if, like just to be real, like if you can afford it, it's kind of sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, everybody like the all the grimy, you know, because they they want to hammer home that David lives in squalor. So oh yeah, he's always walking across, yeah. stepping over homeless people yeah. as soon as he steps outside of his yeah. house. And not just homeless people, but homeless people with like automatic flashlights attached to their dick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he's always going up these stairs that has this big fat dude riding some kind of dildo thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one, one guy's like laid out, he's just got the flashlight going, and he's, he's <laughs> moaning or whatever. That part would suck. That's why you don't want to be at the bottom of mm-hmm. the... You don't want to be at the bottom of the capitalist system, but you really don't want to be at the bottom of the socialist system either. And I think one of those two options has room for mobility in it. You know? If you are able to properly exploit yourself, you have to be able to exploit yourself because uh, otherwise somebody else is going to. Yeah, and just and they're not going to give you your flowers for it. No. Yeah. <laughs> they're just going to take what's cool about you and artificially transplant it onto them to get ahead. Or what's cool about your work. I mean, like, me, Keaton, a bunch of other people have seen stuff that we've come up with get put into movies. And by people who, it's like, if you had the time to follow us down the rabbit hole where we could explain the whole thing, whether it's Bone Tomahawk or... Under the Silver Lake. Under the Silver Lake or whatever. Like, you can clear... Like, Keaton's case for Under the Silver Lake being a last projector ripoff is so airtight because he's a psychopath, right? And mm-hmm. he, he will actually... He made a bullet point. It was like 60 bullet points of things that are too fucking specific to be coincidence. Did he do that publicly? Cause yeah, I was he did part- it on Facebook. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did it on Facebook. I was like, I remember every single psychopathic thing. He was like... There's, but it's little stuff. It's not it's, this broad kind of like, you know... It's oh. not like there's a hero's journey where and everybody can be like, bro, that's just called storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's like, no... This is beat for beat, like the He's last. Like, and picture. at this point, they make a joke about there being a spider on the dollar bill, and I have that, like right here. And then they go to this next scene of a, of a similarly very specific thing. I don't remember. The they details. walk into the bookstore where my where the last they projector in is under, sold. <laughs> in under the Silver Lake, they go into the bookstore in LA where that book is sold, and it's like, and it's not so far-fetched I don't know you want to argue uh, appropriation stealing influence whatever but it doesn't matter because the point that we're making is like no you want to be in the position where somebody doesn't jack you like that mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. like, I'm tired of being the guy who every like we talked earlier 
about who your Twitter followers are, right? Are they people of influence? Are they, you know, whatever. I have had a feeling, legit, for the past, like, 10 years, that I'm, like, low-key followed by people who don't ever want me to come outside of a box. Because I'm... You've talked to me enough to know this. Like, I'm an idea generator. Mm -hmm. I just say shit, and then, you know, my follow-through is... Need some work, but my ideas are on point. And I think people never want me to get to a certain point because then I'll stop being their idea generator. Where they can just jack it because, I mean, Dave's not even going to do this. He's not going to do it. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's just going to say it and then somebody else can do it. And then they, whenever I point out, like, hey, that's literally the thing that I said, they, by the way, I think very correctly can be like, but you didn't do it. So. It's mine now. But I think I, I've thought that for a while. It's like I'm 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 tired of being this this like dude who's, you know, where am I how am I gonna pay my rent? You know? And somebody in Hollywood is like, here's a movie about a gulag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Oh, and then people cut their hearts out and do all this kind of crazy shit. I'm like, but that's 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 mine. And everybody, all the dick writers, as soon as you do that, people are like, Mm, sounds like you're being a little Sour grapey, especially like, the like. Yeah, that's funny about the the S. Craig Zoller dick writers hopped in my DMs. Even mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm gonna need a copy of uh, that that short story so I can buy compare. it. I'm like, yeah, you can buy the book. Yeah, I'm. You paid to watch the movie, right? So so buy the book. You can buy the book, and that's immediately where yourself. the dick writers come from, right? <laughs> Which, by the way, props to him. I'm not. I'm not doing this bitter bullshit anymore. As Craig Zoller movies are they're tight. dope. He's they're pretty good. much three for three. It's yeah, Dragged Across time. Concrete has the most disturbing scene I've ever seen in a movie. And it hit me at just the right time, too. It was like Katoka level, where the woman goes to work, she kisses her baby goodbye, and then gets her head blown, like, not just her head blown off, but like her finger is blown off by that bank robber. Uh... Dragged, uh, not Dragged Across Concrete, uh, uh, Assault on Cell Block 99, the one with Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. No the, what, what was What was the original full title? Like, uh, Three Day Brawl in Cell Block, no, or oh, something like that? Like I said, that might actually be my favorite movie of his, because I, I have no notes about that. It's perfect. He goes to jail, he's got a guy he wants to kill, so he starts fucking shit up in prison, and it's just, it's brutal, like... It's a perfect movie. Um, Bone Tomahawk's great too. I'm not. Of course, it's great. It's based off a really great story, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not hating. You know what I mean? Like I'm done. I'm done being like. But that was much. So then, why didn't you do something about it, bro? Like, if you're, why would I be mad about Bone Tomahawk existing when I didn't go through the process of writing a script, finding funding, getting great actors to be in it? This whole thing that came out. Like, he might have, like, well, not might have. I think we can agree that he did. He read my story and was like, oh, hey, I should, I'm going to do something like this. Cool. If I'm that mad about it, take that energy and go make your own fucking thing. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it seems like a complete waste of time. Keaton, too, as much as I love him, he's my homie, right? So I'm not talking shit, but, like, yes, Under the Silver Lake ripped you off. But also, like, go make it happen. Or stop complaining. Like, one of the two. You have to do one of the two. Also, 
kind of a lackluster movie in comparison. Mm. I saw Under the Silver Lake after. I know so many people who are like, this movie's like a flawless masterpiece. Like, I watch it over and over. And a lot of people on the right say that. Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of people in like the conspiracy. Thing, I'm like, trust me, and I'm not just saying this because like I'll get paid if you do this, but go read Last Projector instead. Yeah, it's on. It, like, it's so good. It's It's the only. Besides Coin Locker Babies, probably, it's the only, like, almost 600-page book that I want to reread. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's, it's that good. But, yeah, just back on that tip, like, it, it, this goes into, like, the piracy shit, too. Like, if people pirate you, okay? Like, if it bothers you that much, just put your books out in print from now on. I mean, there's, there's ways, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm on this, like, kind of... A hyperbolic just like stop complaining tip about you know whether you're like oh you're a hardcore right-wing guy and you hate like I don't know trans story then take your kids out of school <laughs> and stop watching TV there's not a uh, that's kind of like this the the cyberpunk mode of existing is everything is so hyper capitalistic you don't have time to be a solutionist yeah. you don't have time to sit around and be like well, what's going to be my golden ticket? What's going to be my thing in? What's going to be like... Or you don't have time to plot revenge against this wrong that was done against yeah. you. A lot of times you have to fall into with the people Your phone's who ringing wronged you. Like, like you it's gotta, just... It's, it's constant. It's you never... Gotta, you got a phone call, you got to like make shit shake that day. You don't have time to, to be worried about that. And that's the world that we... Like, you can take lessons from cyberpunk, right? Your phone's ringing, it's like... Okay, my mom's dead. Uh, because that's the other thing that's really interesting about this is that this is not like a, it's not a revenge tip. Like he's not getting revenge mm-hmm. against his mother at all. Like that's one of the cool semi-nihilistic things that I liked about this show is that like that's his inciting incident to get the cyber skeleton. But the show's not about him like paying back his mother's killers. Like it's about upgrading and becoming. A total badass. Though he is adopting mm. the the ambitions, the goals of the people that he's lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with me. his mom, like it, yeah, it starts off with his mom and paying off her debts and like trying to get out of the rut that he has always been in alongside her. But once he understands more of where she was at, like the things she was into. Mm-hmm. It's about trying to pay back the things that his mom was trying to pay back. And then it becomes, when once his mentor, Maine, dies, it becomes being Maine, basically. Right. He's like, I'm going to be this cyber badass, whatever. Because money is not a problem. One of my favorite scenes in this, actually, and it's a little moment, but it's the first time he gets paid for a job that he does. Like, he goes on a job. And they're like, oh, yeah, the funds are in your account now. And it pops up on his little, little screen. It's like 20,000 euro dollars or whatever. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> like, bro, that's where I'm trying he to becomes, be. Yeah, that's no, where I'm trying to be. That's, it hooked me immediately because I was like, I'm exactly in David's shoes. Where it's like, he, when he falls in with the gang, they'll be kind of off hanging out. They're like at the club or they're at home doing their own bullshit or whatever. And he's like hitting them up left and right, like when's the next job? And they're like, bro, you're you're acting real desperate. Like, mm-hmm. 
And he's like, yeah, where's the, like, I yeah. want some more money. Yeah, and they're like, like where, where's, where's it at? Yeah, it's like, that was like $20,000 just like landed in my account. Like, can we do that again and again? Yeah, can we do this every day? <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah. like, God damn. Why don't we just, yeah, why not just make money like that every single day? Yeah, no, I, um, the characters are really good in this too. You, like Rebecca is really good, the little short chick mm-hmm. who has like total short chick energy. Like they nailed that. In the she's show. yeah, she's a chihuahua. <laughs> Every short chick that I've ever known is like like she's she's forward, she's direct, uh, a badass, right? Yeah, uh, crazy with the guns. Crazy with she- the guns. Um, her brother is this guy who has these weird arms that don't have joints or something like they they move in all crazy directions he's like that guy from street fighter the indian one yeah 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 uh uh, yoga flame what's that guy's i just remember that he goes yoga flame a lot yoga Yoga flame is a cooler name anyway (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember that guy's what is it i'm just thinking blanca because that's the the main guy or girl they may ever tell you that blanca was a girl that was a thing so they're like, oh, she's looking for her daughter. And I think that it was just that, like, because the character had a motivation that was, like, looking for their child, they were like, oh, it must be a, mo- a girl. <laughs> you never heard that? No. That Blanca was a girl? No. Yeah, that was a thing. Blanca's the first trans icon, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these bitches do be looking like Blanca, too. Like, am I pretty? Is is Blanca pretty? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a uh, speaking of like the multiculturalism and all of that within mm-hmm. cyberpunk. There was a was it Kiwi? No, not Kiwi. Kiwi's the one who turns on them. Yeah, she's the, uh, the masked tart. The other one, Mar, man, the one that's like kind of dude. It like looks like a femme dude. Oh, Dorio. But, yeah, Dorio. Dorio. Yeah, Dorio. M- Who's Maine's girl. Yeah. She's this big hulking chick. <laughs> who, like, they have a... Maine and Dorio have a scene together where she's, like, she's the aggressive... She's, like, the guy in the relationship, you know? Um, but, yeah, Dorio was, like... Dorio was, like, that chick from uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, Brienne, right? You ever see that show? No. Oh, well, there's a, there's a chick in that show who's, like, a dude... She's a knight. She's like six feet tall, and she kills all the dudes or whatever. And they're like, "You're like a man," and the little midget guy wants her to step on him and stuff. It's it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. Game of Thrones is a good show. Um, I didn't watch that dragon one though because I was like, this all happens before Game of Thrones. I like, I know what happens. It's it, it's weird. You gonna do a prequel now? Pre- prequels are weird. People are like, oh, but the prequel, it's actually better than the original show. Sure. Yeah. It's like Better Call Saul. It's like, just make another show. That show is good, though. Better Call Saul is fucking good. (laughs) 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 I'm directly contradicting what I just said. No, Better Call Saul is is better. It's not better than Breaking Bad, but it's different, and it's good. But, I don't know. Yeah, House of the Dragon, it's got the Doctor Who guy in it with a weird-looking wig. All the wigs threw me off. Like every time like you see a picture of these people and they're all wearing these stupid blonde wigs I'm like mm. I don't know so Cyberpunk uh, <laughs> yeah no the, the cast like Rebecca's brother whose name escapes me now the guy with the weird limbs uh-huh. he has a great death scene oh god where they find the cyber psycho who's like pissing 
off. He's standing on a big shipping crate, and he's pissed. He's just like a homeless cyber psycho. Right? Yeah, like yeah, he's, he's just really homeless. He's just there. You can tell he's, he's fucked up though, because like his eyes are twitching, mm-hmm. right? Like they're they're moving around. And uh, Rebecca's brother goes up. He's like, "Hey, we don't like it when people piss in, <laughs> in our territory." And he just like real casual, just like takes a gun and fucking blows the dude's hat off. Like yeah. half of his whole cranium is just, just like done. jaw just hanging, blood spurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something interesting that the show gets to, which is you know of course like David flames out right, like that's that's his whole thing, and they mention that in order to be in this world, you have to have this kind of kamikaze. Uh, you know flame out run Mm -hmm. and that's in the game Uh, in the first five hours that I mentioned you're with your your buddy you go to Afterlife the bar and you get a drink that's named after a cyberpunk basically like one of the legendary cyberpunks and uh, your buddy asks you know what do you have to do to get a drink named after you here and the bartender says uh you have to you have to die basically <laughs> you have to die first and he's like oh okay like, sounds good like in a cool way and she's like of course yeah you have to die in a cool way you have to you have to flame out and I think that that's uh, it's interesting because it plays into this whole sort of satire cyberpunk thing of like this is the end result of this hyper capitalist thing is that you flame like eventually you just burn out and you die but uh and then you have some kind of legacy like a drink named after you exactly that's your legacy is like but like the people in the show are like all about that they're like cool mm-hmm. i want to do that <laughs> yeah there's and there's something oddly admirable about that because that's not me right that's that's definitely not me I could already have a drink named after me, probably. Yeah, exactly. I think I want a little bit more than that. Yeah, exactly. You could have at least one. It's like, uh, what would your drink be? It would be like Capri Sun and, <laughs> <laughs> and MD2020. You mix those two together, that's the Kelby. That's the Kelby. Mm-hmm. You have to drink it out of the Capri Sun, by the way. It's uh-huh. a very special infusion process to get the MD2020 into the Capri Sun. But that's the Kelby. That's the Kelby <laughs> Four local and Capri Sun. It'd be an interesting, uh, be an interesting mix. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole idea of the, that you have to flame out before you can like sort of you know become a legend or something like that. I think that I don't know. I think that's kind of like a boogeyman for all of this, right? It's like oh, you you like that's the cyber psycho shit. You upgrade and you become better than everybody else but there's a consequence there's always that thing that that lingering you know it's affecting your mind you're becoming a psycho or whatever i don't know if that's true though (laughs) you know what i mean like it might what if you just upgraded and it was just tight yeah that's kind of the tip that um like cyberpunk could be taken as a cautionary tale where like everything is great up to this point that's right how do I do everything except go cyber psycho? Except go psycho, yeah. Because you're, you know, and that's, it's supposed to be, I think, 
a metaphor for what money does, right? Like what money and power do. Like they, they corrupt. Those are the stories we like to tell. We like to see people rise up and then we just mentioned Breaking Bad. The show has Giancarlo Esposito mm-hmm. as the bad guy. It's this idea of you rise, 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 and then, you know, you're Icarus. You'll fly too close to the sun. But I think... I think that might be... gay. <laughs> I, I think the Icarus thing might not be true. Like, yeah, I, I think, think so. that's there to scare you off from doing actual real cool that's, shit. That's a part of the evil capitalism. Right. Is that, that's like a... That's like one of their fail-safes. For, yeah. for people like us who will buy into it who will want yeah. to do it <laughs> like like we're like just guys who have no uh you know lineage to get us money that's what happened to kanye kanye's our, our modern day icarus he <laughs> flew too close to the sun he addressed the jq and it became a problem <laughs> <laughs> He, he butted up against power real quick, didn't he? Fly, fly in a different direction, bro. He could have, too. That's the whole thing. And that's, that's why he's a, good ca- he's a good cautionary tale. Because it's just like, just don't touch that one. Like, it's fine. Whatever you want to say about, like, oh, isn't it weird that he brings up how Jewish people have all this power and then Jewish people cancel his bank account and he loses all of his... Like, don't you think that's weird? And my answer to that is no. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know what's happening. No idea what's happening. To me, Jewish people are great. Shout Um, out David Simmons. Shout out David Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) Kanye's great. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It seems like he talked out of line, and he got put back in his. That's that's what. That's all I saw. That's all I saw. I have no interest in in, in following because what's bro what's the the whole Kanye thing so annoying to me because number one genius some of the best albums of all time in any genre of music and the best performance art too best performance like I said I'm a both I like I like Kanye's antics and I like his music yeah Eh. but at the end of the day like what was being risked versus what was the reward yeah you see what I'm saying like the reward of that let's say everybody were in an alternate universe where everybody was like huh that is true Jews do have a lot of power so yeah what happens what do you do (laughs) what's the next step in that what's the next step in that plan there isn't one right because the answer to that is good for them get your money I'll fucking care (laughs) <laughs> if I was them I'd be doing the same shit so. hey you're good at this thing you started doing <laughs> yeah you're good at it and you make money from it so what big deal the downside which he's currently experiencing turns out to be the termination of your legacy like just the complete erasure of like who you are as a person and it's like I don't yeah I don't think that's that, that. there are uh, you know there are authors right now Right, who are kind of like that, just to bring it to kind of our world. Like, if you went after them for reasons that were completely true, completely, it wouldn't matter. It, no. would, it would destroy you as the, as the bearer of the news. And even if you won and convinced people that what you were saying was true... Then what? Then what? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't do anything. 
like what was it like the goal the whole goal was like like Jewish the Jewish cabal right like the the shadowy organization was going to go to Kanye and be like you're right we do control everything and we're sorry we should we should open it up a little <laughs> we should bit. open it up a little bit more here have some have some more money have some more business <laughs> that's not the cyberpunk way of doing it no he should have shut his fucking mouth and started figuring out ways to to hack that mm-hmm. maybe he reached a limit though maybe he found a ceiling where he couldn't hack anymore Billions kind of a high ceiling. It's a high ceiling. I've told many people this in private conversations, but like you get me to a billion dollars, never hear from me again. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm not Elon Musk, dude. I'm not buying dude, I don't even have to get to a billion. No, hell no. <laughs> like at that point at a billion you would be hearing from me because I'd just be like giving people money mm-hmm. they'd be like that's the billionaire that just gives people money, gives people money. <laughs> I'm like this is I, too much I don't know what the fuck to do with it five million I disappear I still write books mm-hmm. so I don't really disappear disappear but I definitely stop this whole hustle thing that's the number because you can start buying property with five million easy you could pretty much flip anything yeah. You could put, like, with our level of talent, you could put 50K into a movie that makes a million dollars. So. We could make Terrifier 3. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Terrifier 2, by the way. That's dope. We, should, we could make a Tetsuo 3 the right way. Just erase Tetsuo 3 from existence and just make our own version. Well, hire Shinya Sukumoto exactly. to direct it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe like, What's the movie that you wanted to make? Your bro? your methods, like your how how you don't like paying people, you don't like permits. We we don't like that shit either. No, do whatever you want, but yeah. you but can, you have you can, to remake. You can treat people as poorly as you want. Yeah, I don't care. We're gonna write it though. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> gonna have to write it. It's gonna be in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing like, that. By that point, uh, like I've made enough money to have a Japan chip inserted into my head. Like, <laughs> I can speak it. And everybody, as soon as I walk out of the room, they're like, he, he doesn't know what the fuck he's saying. Like, <laughs> he paid a he paid million dollars for some bullshit because he, he has no idea what he's talking about. But yeah, no, I don't get what the goal was, man. I don't get what the... I think I don't like to blame everything Kanye does on his uh, you know, mental illness or whatever because it just seems like too easy. And I do think that Glenn had a point in his episode with us where he talked about like a lot of that shit being kind of a performance or whatever but it just seems like the wrong fight to pick of all the fights that you're going to pick you're going to fight Jewish people (laughs) why (laughs) why (laughs) they're fine it's okay you hear that Jewish people they're great they're great no notes no notes (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 it's 10 of 10. I think my only other takeaway with Cyberpunk besides the music is amazing mm-hmm. which we might have already said um, the uh, the sort of really subtle commentary they have on sex which I might be the only person to bring this up yet because everywhere I've seen about it everybody's like it's super hypersexual there's like tons of nudity and sex and like it gets very sexless the Mm -hmm. more they upgrade so it's like kind of this commentary on dulling your senses Mm -hmm. with these Mm -hmm. external 
because they like walk around naked like yeah. david and uh lucy mm-hmm. just walk around naked but there's no like hey girl what you doing like none. there's none of that none. it's just like yeah whatever <laughs> yeah so so what yeah the the meaning of a body kind of sort mm-hmm. of fades away because i think a lot and these were self-proclaimed retards who made the show mm-hmm. and the the whole the game the story everything but something that i think just exists by looking into it which i don't think they even really thought was how do they go cyber psycho was probably a lot of nerve damage going on mm-hmm. with all of these upgrades why are they so like unhorny the more they mm. keep adding to their body it's like their their shit don't work no more right yeah no i think that's true i think that that's a yeah it's that whole like you're moving further and further away from what a human being even is so you're able to blow people's heads off and you know david at one point kills a working mother i thought that was an interesting development like the, yeah. the, the, the cold yeah. opened episode eight He's breaking into a, a Arasaka joint to steal some info, and he kills the asshole boss, the guy who who's there, and then the mom who's working late, and they take time to let you know that she's working late to pay for her son to go to Arasaka Academy, the same as David's mother was. So she walks into the room and sees the murder scene. David's still there, and he just blows her fucking dip, like because he's he's going nuts mm-hmm. you know so it's all about that disconnection from who you used to be like the, a, a person with a soul and like the fact that the more chrome you add onto your body it's taking pieces away that's the hack to not going cyber psycho while hacking the hyper capitalist system mm-hmm playing the game is not losing those memories not losing those parts of what makes you human not losing your soul while playing this yep while hacking the hyper capitalist system boom boom that's it I mean, like that's that's the goal right I mean you want to be able to be a pirate be a a chrome junkie like whatever you know you want to be able to take the system as it is take the pieces from it and then be a completely normal person in day-to-day life like you don't want to have to carry all that around because it's baggage right like when these people get these chrome updates yes they're physically bigger they look tight right because they're all jacked but they're lugging shit around mm-hmm. it's also a visual metaphor for like how much shit they're they're carrying they're car- like david looks heavy yeah you know he starts off looking like me or you and then episode seven we have a time jump a small one but still it's after main dies we have a time jump all of a sudden he's all fucking jacked it's great too he's like kind of like barely even recognizable Mm -hmm. difference and then he uh he just takes off his jacket and his shirt and it's like oh damn (laughs) yeah that man got swole (laughs) paid for it and yeah so that's like I, I think that about bodybuilders sometimes, honestly. Like, the really big bodybuilders, it looks uncomfortable, right? Yeah. I'm like... Well, they can't even walk right. Yeah, like people this. think that, like, they have this, like, douchebag 
air around them but it like no physically they can't even put their yeah, arms down it's yeah, not they like they're it's not like they're purposefully looking like you're I've heard about straight. bodybuilders who can't wipe their own ass they can't reach to to wipe their own ass well wiping your own ass is gay anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they've just find they, it's the final solution to to not being gay <laughs> I don't have to wipe my own ass I just that's the bidet people I don't even have the ability to that's how straight I, I am. I even if I wanted to wipe my own ass, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so if you think about it, people who are in old folks' home, they're the straightest people They're alive. extremely straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a gay bone. In, even the gay ones. Because now you can't touch your own butthole. So you're an honorary straight. Welcome to the club. Sorry about the AIDS. 